0: Well, here we go. Episode 3 of Season 7. Stephen, you've been allowed back into Dundee for a second week running. Back to Dundee. Sun in the sky. Where else would you drive to? Absolutely. Was the sun in the sky when you left uh, Hamilton? It was. It it was. was. Yeah, it's been sunny all over Scotland today. So, A a rarity. A rarity indeed. And Blair, you're on board today.
1: I'm on board again today, Jack. Yep. Episode three. Episode three. You count us in, B-Unit? I'll count us in. Yep. Five, six, five, six, seven, eight.
2: Welcome to Blackadder's Employment Team podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. The podcast is aimed for managers
0: and business owners and intends to keep you on the street and narrow with your staff. The employment team has grown since our last podcast season and to reflect this, this new series is all about the newbies. We will be looking at the ins and outs of recruiting and integrating new employees into the business from placing job adverts to issuing
1: contracts, managing probationary periods and much more. In episode one, we looked at the job advert and what that process entails, and then we looked at the recruitment and interview process with you. And uh, the recruitment exercise that I went through was a a novel one,
2: I think, for Simon, and that involved speaking to someone about coming on board in Glasgow. And there was a lot of abuse a lot of abuse too much abuse i'm not so sure why everyone feels so strongly about dundee (laughs) do you want want my fun fact about a dundonian let's Let's hear it it. let's hear hear it so are you aware of the tune i belong to glasgow
0: i've heard of it it, yeah i've heard of it
2: written by a man from dundee that's how how Uh much he felt about dundee to go and write a song about (laughs) glasgow
0: well there you have it well that's I think that's just a one-off example stephen
2: Well, the rumour I've heard is Simon's from Glasgow, so maybe
0: it's
2: time that you stepped
0: up. We just need to ask Simon how he pronounces sausages on the next (laughs) episode, and that will probably give you the answer that you need.
1: Blair, do you want to do the plug? I'll do the plug. Yep, this episode is brought to you by thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the web. They can help you with anything podcast-related, from planning and launching your show to equipment and editing to growing an audience and even monetizing your show. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast at thepodcasthost.com start. That's thepodcasthost.com
0: slash start. Not bad, Blair. Next time, though, you need to put an emphasis on the slash, slash start. <laughs> you, you'll get
1: that. I've noted that for
0: next time, Jack, thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, this week, um, now that we've advertised the job and we've gone through the selection process, We'll have to do some important checks that need to be carried out before we can formally employ any successful applicant.
1: Yep. So first, we're going to talk about references. It's always sensible to seek references for any individual to make sure they're not just one of those people who perform well at interview, but are perhaps lacking in substance. No looking at me for that, Jack. <laughs> you beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah. <player. laughs> Yeah, we all hear about these people who say
2: they're great at interviews, but unless the job is being interviewed, that's not really what we want. We want to ensure that they can actually do the job that they're being employed to do. So references can assist in getting beyond that particular problem.
0: Indeed, although references I often find can be a bit of a tricky issue as well for employment lawyers and employers, because there's no general obligation upon a prior employer to provide a reference. I often think that's a bit of a myth. People think they've got an automatic right yeah, to a reference, definitely. but really it's only the case if there's maybe a regulatory or a contractual obligation to give a
1: reference. Only in those situations can a prior employer be forced to provide one. That's right, Jack even then, it'll be for the referee, the person giving the reference, to decide what information they want to include. We're seeing less of the long-winded testimonial, praising the person, saying how wonderful they are, and it's becoming more likely that you'll get a much shorter factual reference saying when they worked, their, their job title, and the period of employment. Who's your favourite referee, Jack? Uh, Pierre
2: Luigi Colina football you know? refereer well it was open to interpretation I wow, knew you were I'm going good. to say him for me I don't think you can get beyond John Anderson do you remember John Anderson from Gladiators yes I thought I was going to be showing my age I'm glad you've stepped up there Blair <laughs> uh, contestant I don't think... ready that's the fella I don't think we can beat John Anderson as the, the, the best referee wow <laughs> there we go there we go Yeah, references are also funny things because they they can be viewed as being so personal to the job applicant because clearly it's about them. And I remember uh, a few years ago giving advice to someone who was furious about this, what seemed to me to be an inane comment about the way in which they performed their job. I think it was a a comment along the lines of they have a very unique way of doing things. And this person seemed to think that this was was slanderous and and defamed their character and Mm. was all up in arms and tried to bring a claim against that employer. So uh, that's another reason why it's sometimes
0: difficult to get referees to commit to more to basic factual details. And and, and, and on that point there, Stephen, who who ultimately decides whether or not a reference is satisfactory? So at the end of the day, it's, it's for the potential employer to decide
2: whether or not they're happy with what the reference states. If they're put off by a reference... And so long as they're not put off for a reason that's discriminatory, Hmm. then there should really be no risk in not proceeding with the offer of employment moving forward. Although if a referee provides a defective reference, and that leads to a job offer being withdrawn, then there might actually be a right of action from the the job candidate against the referee. But again, that's not something that the potential employer needs to be concerned
1: about. That's right. And I think what the prospective employer needs to be wary of is that if they are going to perhaps reject the candidate based on a reference that they make sure that they make the job offer conditional, as if it's not conditional, and the person has already accepted the offer, there may be an issue of breach of contract for terminating it without notice. And you may have then to pay somebody who maybe isn't quite yet an employee what the notice period would have been to avoid a breach of contract claim. So that's something to bear in mind as well. Yeah, I acted for a business uh, not so long ago
2: and they invited potential employee, someone that they'd made the offer to, and it had been accepted to a social event prior to employment starting. And this chap came along and (laughs) I think he'd won or two too many Sherberts and began to behave in a a hugely inappropriate way. The business got cold feet and said, look... Because of your behaviour, we don't think it's appropriate for you to come and start employment now. He took advice, subjected to this. And because he'd accepted the offer and signed his contract, he was due six months notice. They had to pay him the six months notice (sighs) page to back out. So you've got to be careful with these things. And again, that's why it is important to to take up references
0: and, and make sure you're happy with them before you commit to formal employment. Yeah, Yeah. it reminds me of when I commenced as a trainee at Blackadder's before the traineeship started. Actually, they invited all the pre-trainees to the Christmas party. So I remember I felt like very cautious about how I sort of behaved, bearing in mind that at least I thought, am I being watched here? Am I in the spotlight? Might I lose my job if I go wild? Which thankfully I didn't go wild. It was very appropriate. In any case, that's references taken care of. Uh, The other thing which employers need to remember before they formally employ someone, and this is very serious, is the need to ensure that um, that person actually has the right to work in the UK, because an employer has an obligation to carry out a right to work check on all prospective employees before the employment
1: starts. That's right, Jack, and you see it's quite a serious area because it's unlawful to employ someone who does not have the right to work in the UK under the Immigration Act 2016, Failure on the employer's part can lead to both civil and criminal sanctions, so you might face a hefty fine, possibly worse, and also damage to your reputation, so you want to Make sure you avoid that. Yeah, you may remember a very high profile example of this a few years ago when the then
2: Attorney General for the UK, Baroness Scotland, failed to carry out a right to work cheque for her housekeeper who was from Tonga and she was fined £5,000 for that. And you would have thought or hoped indeed that one of the country's leading law officers would have got her ducks in a row and understood what basic legal obligations were. But uh, sadly for her,
0: she didn't manage to do that. It's an expensive cleaner, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. And just to check, um, Stephen, do you have the required paperwork that allows you to be present in Dundee today? You <laughs> know, us Dundonians, we've got very strict rules about these kind of matters. I do,
2: I do, Jack. Uh, and on my way to the office, uh, walked past Desperate Dan there up the road and he very stamped the, the papers and let me carry on with my day.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's good. But uh, what we need to think about as well when we're complying here is that An employer to be able to comply with their obligations to prevent illegal working has to, firstly, carry out right to work checks, we'll go into more detail on that in a minute, on all prospective employees before the employment starts. They've got to conduct follow-up checks on employees who have a time-limited permission to live and work in the UK. They must keep records of all the checks they carry out and not employ anyone that they know or have reasonable cause to believe is an illegal worker yeah and so following up on what you were saying there
0: about a right to work check Blair yep. the requirements here well the employer has to obtain the employee's original documents as prescribed in the home office guidance. so not a photocopy you've got to see the original check in the presence of the employee that the documents actually do relate to the individual and that they're not um, unalt- and that they're unaltered and valid. Copy the documents and record the date of the check and also the date forward in your diary that you might have to do a follow-up check if they've got a time limited leave to remain. Now doing this is what doing this um, establishes a statutory excuse which can avoid civil penalties being imposed. So basically if you do these checks and you employ someone who's illegal, you've got a defence to any claims against you as an employer. And it's important to remember
2: that all employees need to be taken through the process. Again, as we've looked at earlier in this series, you don't want to be facing accusations of discrimination by only asking people with certain names if they they, they sound that they're from another country. And that means even if it's someone from down the road, you still need to get documentary evidence to confirm that they are entitled to work in the UK, even if that's just their UK passport. And this is an issue which is going to become even more risky for employers post-Brexit, because a number of people who previously would have the right to work here as a consequence of the UK being a member of the EU,
1: you're now going to have to carry out checks for them as well. That's right. So it might seem... A small thing, and it might be a bit onerous and kind of annoying for you, but you need to do it because it it really is worthwhile doing to avoid any liability for yourself in the future. Yeah. I mean, the law is nearly as
2: dry as data protection law, but you'll all be delighted to hear. I'm not going to mention that at all this week.
0: Good man, Stephen. (laughs) I'm sure the listeners are pleased. I'm certainly pleased that we don't go into that. But what I'm going to ask you, Stephen... And this is important. Do we have any takeaway tips?
2: Well, excitingly this week, Jack, we do. And not only do we have takeaway tips, we're going to give people an extra one this week. So it's a buy three, get one free.
0: Wow. Simon goes away for a week and caution <laughs> is thrown to the wind. <laughs> I know.
2: I can I can feel the disciplinary invite in the post already. But hey-ho, he's not here. So let's, let's roll with it,
1: Blairy. Eh? Yeah, well, I've got the first two of the four. So I'm going to talk about references. So the first top tip is... If the candidate is only going to get the job subject to satisfactory references, make sure the job offer is clearly made on that basis. So set out clearly to the prospective employee that the offer is conditional on satisfactory references. And the second one is be careful not to take any decisions on the basis of potential discriminatory information contained in the reference. And I'll pick up three and four. Um, The right-to-work
0: checks. Ensure that the required checks are carried out and appropriate documentation is seen, copied, and retained before the person's employment starts. Secondly, don't make assumptions about the nationality of individuals either by their names or the colour of their skin. You know, again, don't discriminate is a crucial message.
2: Excellent. Four excellent tips. Excellent tips. So I think that covers those two areas off fairly brief but certainly important things to remember in the recruitment process as we've highlighted in this series of e-l-i-y-p that's the hashtag everyone get on board this this series is all about the newbie so our our call to action for you our dear educated listener this week is to try and get some newbies listening to our weekly updates on employment law so if you have any friends neighbours or family members who have an interest in employment law, get them to subscribe to the podcast and we can get some further newbies on board.
0: Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Great. See See you all soon.